heads to stare at her. I was tall for eleven, so when my mother and I walked together, I imagined people might think we were sisters or intimate friends, leaning into each other and speaking close. Tell me about your argument, I whispered to her as we dodged animal rights activists outside Gump's. Fifteen is not so long to wait, she said. It will give us something to talk about later. I hate later. When the rain turned to a downpour, we shrieked as we ran from awning to awning. My new ballet slippers, which I insisted upon wearing at all times, were ruined. The city became a vibrant gray. We shook the rain off the ends of our fingertips. Our summer weight overcoats were soaked straight through. We stopped eventually in a department store cafe, wet and cold and thinking the whole thing was a lot of fun and I drank my first cappuccino. Listen, Mother said, taking off her coat. What would you think about going away? Away where? I knew exactly away where. To school, in Massachusetts if you'd like, or Switzerland if that's not too far away. When? Whenever you like. Next year. When I was 11, I had a very hard time telling dreams from reality. I didn't understand why other people couldn't remember conversations I knew we had had the day before, or why one day my backyard was a landing strip for warplanes and the next day was just fig trees. I once broke my wrist jumping off the fireplace mantle. Sometimes I could fly, and sometimes I couldn't. I had long daydreams about what came after the farms and the boredom of Central California, and more than once I had packed a suitcase to seek my fortune, like the three little pigs who left home in the children's book. I want to very much, I said. Really? She seemed surprised and relieved. I want to very much. I want you to, she whispered in excitement. I want you to go, she said. You have more to offer than Fresno is prepared to accept. I am almost twelve, I whispered right back at her. Yes, she said. I think you're ready, but your father won't like that at all. She smiled. We left the cafe. The rain stopped and we walked along. She held my hand in her pocket. Her dark hair was curly from the damp. Men turned to get a good look at her. In the fall, I applied to only one boarding school. If you don't get into the best one, you don't want to go, do you? If I did not get into the best one, my mother did not want me to go. Nothing but the absolute top was satisfactory for mother. At that time, the Claver School had one faculty member for every three and a quarter students. My mother had read various books on prep schools, books with titles like Preparing for Power and Casualties of Privilege, and had discerned that Claver was the best in the nation. The brochure for the school showed silky-haired girls in mahogany-paneled classrooms and relaxed young men in blue jackets coming out of the Gothic Revival Chapel. There were photographs of students reading books beneath trees in the spring and attractive, focused people on cross-country skis. There were exotic court sports to learn, like squash and fives. There was crew to row on the river through the forest and Oscar Wilde to be performed in the intimate auditorium of the school hall. The brochure included Claver's list of notable alumni, featuring two presidents and dozens of other important historical and political figures. 
What if I want to be a rock star? I asked my mother. You can do anything you want to do, she assured me. Just get out of this town first. Over the next few months, my father ignored the process of applying and test-taking and the rounds of local and on-site interviews. It never crossed his mind that I might, in fact, get in. We had letters written by the soccer coach and the art teacher, and, when my standardized test scores turned out very low, by the psychiatrist in Berkeley who had administered my IQ test. My mother sent off a box of newspaper clippings proclaiming my achievements in sports and the civic light opera, paintings I had done of my brothers eating breakfast, copies of my plays the local children's theater had performed. I didn't think much about what might happen if I was accepted. After my bad test scores, I stopped imagining what boarding school might be like. There was no fraught period of waiting for a response, as there was really no point in waiting for anything.